0: back. By this victory, you know, I worked harder this term than I did in the previous terms. I must have hit about four thousand houses because I wanted my team in there. They talk, they, they, there's talk about the Cassetti factor in this election. They're talking about coattails. Yeah, but I, I couldn't do it without the great team that I have here and the Board of Aldermen. Now we have.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Eugene Driscoll. Welcome to Navel Gazing, the Valley Indie podcast sponsored by ValleyGivesBack.org. And I am one of the people that's talking about Mayor David Cassetti's coattails. That's who, who you heard just now in that video clip or audio clip from a video clip that was captured by the Valley Indy on election night which was a Tuesday, November 2nd. Mayor Cassetti was reelected for his fifth two-year term in Ansonia, although he didn't face an opponent this time around. Feels to me like he can be mayor for life at this point. We'll talk about that going forward. So this is the Valley Indy 2021 local election post-mortem, if you will. We did this a couple of years ago where I had a large panel and we talked about election results for a good hour, maybe two hours. I did, I'm i doing this one differently. What I tried to do is a series of, like, 10 minutes was the goal. Some go 10, some go 15. One, one might go 20. You know, it depends on how talkative the, the subject is and where it goes. But it's with the campaign leaders, party officials in some cases, just reflecting on Tuesday night. So, I mean, a quick summary, I guess. In Ansonia, it was a a bad night for the Democrats. The Democrats uh, were crushed. They saw the number of seats they have on the Board of Aldermen be reduced to one. I believe it was 11-3 walking into Election Day. Now it's 13-1. Complete reversal. You know, we launched the Valley Indy. We used to be we. Now it's just me. We launched in 2009, and at that point, the Democrats had been in charge what seemed like forever when you're a new organization. We walked into uh, the Democrats controlling Ansonia. There was uh, one Republican on the board of aldermen, I think, in the first election we, we covered. That was John Marini, and the rest was Democrats. And now it's the opposite. Eleven years later, what a, what a difference a decade makes. So I talked to, in this episode, uh, Kiana D'Souza. She was the campaign manager for the Democrats, and she reflects upon uh, the results from from Tuesday night. Then I talked to John Marini. He's the Corporation Counsel of Ansonia, former Board of Aldermen member, the aforementioned lone Republican on the Board of Aldermen at one point. And he's the head of the Republican Party in Ansonia. And I ask him whether this means Cassetti has... A mandate, whether it's Cassetti for life at this point, what was special or not about this particular win for the Ansonia Republicans. And then we get into it a little bit about uh, how Republicans, the automatic candidates, declined to uh, participate in video interviews with me, the Valley Indy. Uh, And now that I think about it, nobody handed in any simple questionnaires. So we talk about that a little bit. And then uh, in Derby, I have a conversation about Rob Heider. Derby was sort of a mixed bag for for everybody, either party, I mean. You had Mayor Zekin be reelected to his third term. Not an easy thing for a Republican to do in Derby where they are outnumbered. He won by a small margin, just like he did two years ago. But you have the Board of Education flip to Democrats So I'm talking to Rob Ider, the third ward alderman who was just reelected and the campaign manager for Mayor Zekin, and then Oni Malerba, the chairman of the Democratic Town Committee. He'll finish off with his thoughts on how things went in the derby race. But as you might have heard at the beginning of this podcast, we are sponsored by ValleyGivesBack.org. While giving back is always in season, now is a great time to plan your gift. Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what mattered to you. With the planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action will inspire others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about planned giving options. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. And I want to welcome to the podcast, Kiana DeSusis.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Did I get to, I, I I was freaking out over your last name as I said
2: it. <laughs> yep. No, that was perfect. You did great. Okay. Kiana D'Souza, nailed it. Kiana
1: D'Souza, and Kiana, you were the uh, campaign manager for what, the, explain to me.
2: So I was the Ansonia Democrat campaign manager for this past election that we just had.
1: And uh, what does that entail exactly? I know, um, like, no. I, I, I exchanged about 3,000 emails with you in Texas. <laughs> What's that entail? I know it's a dumb question, um, but.
2: Well, I mean, it's not a dumb question. I think that nobody really knows what it entails until you're going through it. But for me, at least, I can't say for everybody, it involves keeping track of the data that we um, that we came across. It involved maintaining um, the integrity of the campaign as a whole, as well as helping the candidates with anything that they needed, ordering the supplies that we needed. Um, probably anything under the sun that we were doing, I had a hand in.
1: And I, and I sort of ask you that because last night, we're recording this the day after, uh, less than 24 hours after Polls closed. It was a rough night for Ansonia Democrats. Is really, I was. Uh, we, I had sent a freelancer, Paul Sussman, who was like uh, my, my first editor actually at a at a print newspaper uh, in Danbury, and uh, I was uh, assuming he captured the moment correctly. I was impressed by so your your fresh, not fresh, but honest take. Uh, on what happened, it struck me as as uh, as honest. So what what's your what's the feeling like now uh, the day after?
2: I mean, it still feels pretty bad, but it it kind of just is what it is. I mean, we worked hard, like I said to Paul, who was a sweet, sweet man. Um, I told him, you know, we worked hard. They must have worked harder. It I mean it like the support we had was strong theirs was stronger. Um, The people who came out to the polls who voted, voted the way that they felt they should. And I can't argue with that. The people chose what the people chose. And everybody has their right to vote. And the people who came out and did so, did so with their own integrity.
1: I know going into this, I was doing a lot of thinking about the Ansonia race uh, on Monday night, you know, getting ready and trying to send all the freelancers, some background info, and then list of names. And I was looking at 2019 results. And it, I mean, Mayor Cassetti, you cannot deny that how popular he is. And to me, playing the pundit, I looked at this race. Okay, this is his, is, is Mayor Cassetti gonna be mayor for life? This is really a test of his coattails because he had no uh, opponent. There was no Democrat nominated to challenge. And I looked at some of the races, and I thought, OK, fourth ward alderman Diane Stroman and uh, Mr. Brown, that's a direct rematch of uh, 2019, and it went to recount. So that's said to me, OK, maybe that's a race that the uh, Democrats have in play. And then in Ward 5, where there was the rock crushing controversy, uh, that seemed like, OK, maybe that was uh, a one that the Democrats were targeting. Um, so I'll just ask, like, do, did you think the Dems had a chance in those two wards? And, and what do you think, not went wrong, but but what happened there?
2: So I think that we had a race in plenty of wards, I I thought, previously to yesterday. Um, I thought that we had very strong candidates in the first ward, John Federin and Gary Farrar Jr. They hustled and they worked and they knocked and They met plenty of people who we interacted with. Um, Fourth ward, Diane Strawman is an amazing woman with plenty of accomplishments, Um, very strong as a representative. So I just, you know, a lot of things that happened threw me for a loop. Um, Even second ward, Bill Phipps, he was on the board. He's currently on the board, Um, got beat yesterday. These are all strong people, the fifth ward, David Rhodes and Brian Perkins, they worked, you know, they worked, Um, you know, they met with the residents, they heard their concerns, they supported them. I'm not sure what happened, what turned. There was a giant social media presence from Team Cassetti, not always positive. And I think that potentially had an impact. I'm not sure. I don't know what went through the minds of the voters when they went to the polls, but at the, at the middle school where the fourth and fifth ward residents go to vote, I know that Mayor Cassetti was present all day with the people on his team who were running. And, you know, that could have an impact on it, too. His presence there, he, he is running unopposed. We didn't have a mayoral candidate this year. You know, there's a lot of different factors that could have been an impact, maybe not have had an impact. It's kind of hard to say. I do I do stand by that we had very, very strong people running for this term. And, you know, the people have spoken and that's kind of just where it sits.
1: And then uh, I'll just ask this last question uh, and then I'll just ask you if there's anything else you wanted to add. Uh, Of course, hindsight being 2020. But (laughs) do you think I mean, had the Democrats put up somebody for mayor, it might have made a difference in either way?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I could say that it might have made a difference. I don't know if the response would have been positive, negative. We're not sure. But I think that if we did have a candidate running against Mayor Cassetti, it would have brought more attention to the race. I mean, the turnout for this election, from what I know, is higher than previous municipals. However, um, it would depend on the candidate. It would depend on them as an individual. Versus them as the current leader of Ansonia, I think that with the popularity of Cassetti, as you mentioned before, it was very hard to find a person who matched that in this moment.
1: And then I know I, I said that would be my last question, but i'm I'm also interested in, uh, you know, I, I think this was the first campaign you were actively, I mean, you were up for public office yourself. Yes. Uh, I don't know how is it was this all a new experience for you? I'm trying to get out of my mouth.
2: It was. Um, I mean, I've always been involved with politics. Personally, I've, you know, I've always been passionate about the people and the people being heard and represented. But this was my first time being involved in a political campaign. I was the campaign manager. I took it on as my own responsibility. I I joined the DTC for Insonia in April and come the time of the election, I kind of just got to jump on things. I was like, all right, let's, let's get this prepared. Let's get that prepared. And they were like, Hey, you're the campaign manager now. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty passionate. I'm very dedicated. And I think that that's The kind of person we needed to run a campaign,
1: and then in terms of going through the experience and uh, and 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 that loss, uh, is it something you're going to stick with? Because I guess like you know what could happen, what I've seen happen, because I've uh, you know I've covered local news for a while, you'll see a party sort of everyone kind of goes there. It's almost like it goes underground for a couple of years. The the people are saying like you know I've family job this I need to attend to other things. Because obviously when you run for public office, you put yourself out there in so many ways, right. uh, both good and bad. Is this something you'll stick with, you think?
2: I mean, you never know. I I am a dedicated person. Um, I I love the party. I love representing the party in this capacity. But I don't know where I'm going to be come the next election. I know, well, the next municipal. I know next year. Um We have the state elections and that'll be interesting, but I, I would like to stay involved as much as I can. It does take a lot out of you to be involved to this capacity and everybody has a personal life that they kind of put aside. I know our team did, and I'm sure the other team did as well. So I think that you do need to take a little bit of time to recuperate, repair what was lost and come back a little stronger next time.
1: Okay, well, those are all my questions. Is there anything else you wanted to add that I didn't touch upon?
2: I would just like to thank everybody who ran, whether it be on our ticket or on the other ticket. I did go over last night and congratulate the other party on their success. Um, But everybody did work very hard. And I think that that should be recognized as well
1: okay well i want to personally thank you for the assistance you did and helping to like coordinate those interviews that i did with the automatic (laughs) candidates uh candidates so i do appreciate your time and and thank you so much for taking the time the day after uh to talk to me so thank you and good luck to you
2: thank you so much i hope you have a great night
1: thank you Hey everybody eugene driscoll from valleyindy.org as you know if you've been listening i'm joined by my guest mr john marini john welcome back hey, to eugene. the broadcast
0: thanks for so, having me
1: yeah 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 my pleasure thanks a lot for taking the time so john we're talking about the um, sort of punditry we're reacting to analyzing the vote from tuesday night and from what i saw tuesday night everybody get ready to hit uh your bias comments and uh, whatever with, with your little fat internet fingers uh, it's hard to deny that now mayor cassetti has a mandate in the city of ansonia you know i saw a comment on on my facebook page valley indy facebook where somebody was saying well no what happened is people were just voting along party lines but but that's to me, that doesn't yes, Yeah,
0: that's that's not true. I mean, it's not about parties. It's about individuals. Uh, and in this case, don't, it's don't about Democrats, the teams,
1: right? don't Democrats outnumber of Republicans. In-
0: exactly. Exactly. Okay. If it was a party thing, um, then then certainly Ansonia would have been controlled by Democrats for the last uh, 10 years. Um, but it's it's about individuals. And in this case, the individuals are Mayor Cassetti and his team. And I think that they received a tremendous vote of confidence um, from the voters. And with respect to, you know, a mandate, you know, I think it's, it's just simply saying, hey, we want more of the same. We want more of what's been going on in the last eight years. We like what we've been seeing. We want more of it. We want to continue recharging in Sonia, you know, as we would put it. But um, from the development projects to uh, supporting the schools, Um, to improving streets and infrastructure. Um, You know, I think, again, people like what they've seen. They want more of the same. And they simply supported those individuals um, that were behind the progress. That's it. Did this
1: feel like in terms of comparing this win to the previous wins? And again, I'm just an observer who's been watching Ansonia. uh, Well, now, even before Mayor Cassetti uh, was mayor, it it seemed to me this was the first one where he didn't have an opponent. It was, it seems special because this was sort of a measure of his, of his coattails. Am I just reading into that? Does this win feel, I mean, you guys call everything historic, but does this win feel any different than the previous ones?
0: Well, it definitely put the, um, it put the spotlight on the team. You know, usually these races are driven by the top, by the top of the ticket. Right. And you know, the focus is generally at the top of the ticket, whether it be the debates, whether it be the comments, Um, You have the mayor and his opponent um, being the spokespeople and really being the focal point. And here there was more focus on the individual races and issues coming right out of individual wards. And so in that sense, it was a unique race, um, but there certainly was a decision made to run as a team, as that's how the governance uh, has been accomplished in Ansonia. Um, It's not a team that's always on the same page by any means. Uh, there's disagreement, there's different opinions, but at the end of the day, um, there's a a resolution, I'd say, that um, the city has to come first, that at the end of the day that the team has to come to a consensus and push Ansonia forward, and that was the same way, uh, I I suppose, that the campaign uh, proceeded uh, to do it as a team and uh, to show the accomplishments uh, and and sort of hope to to project those hopes for the future as a team, as a cohesive unit. And in really in politics and government, nobody can do anything by themselves. It really does take an ability to work with others, work well with others and, and really move past uh, move past disagreements, not let them trip you up. And that, that's, I think, why the mayor and his team have been successful, putting the city first above any ego, above any any personalities. Uh, but, yeah, the, the race felt differently because of the focus on, on it being about the team.
1: And uh, and I should note for anybody who doesn't know who's listening, John, in addition to being the corporation counsel, is the head of the Rep- Republican Party uh, in-, in Ansonia. So he was played a very important role uh, in this campaign. Uh, one thing in terms of the team, I was shocked, and I'll admit heartbroken, and I'll admit angry that the Republican uh, slate of Aldermanic candidates decided not to do uh, an interview. Uh, with the Valley indie, I was doing just candidate profiles and things like that. And only because, uh, you know, I'm old school. I've been a reporter since 1998 now. And I was always taught politicians should go to a third party, answer questions, whether they like to or not, uh, just there's, regardless of their personal opinion of, of the reporter or the publication. That was just that's part of civic life. And I think to some extent that that's changing. Uh. Is that going to be something going forward? Do you regret that? Do you think that was a mistake? I mean, obviously, it was a mistake in terms of voting, I mean, but I, in terms of the political process, I mean, I, and think, tradition. I don't think that
0: reflects what um, you know, what the how the team has engaged the media in the last eight years. I think we've talked to the public uh, through the media at every opportunity. You you, know, sort of you and the mayor, steady, right. We'll we'll uh, we'll pick up a phone or answer a text from the media at moment's notice. You know, sometimes you have to say, hey, slow down. Right. And, and, and we, let's, let's think it through. But he puts a priority on an honest response. Well, let and me let me you ask, ask you, because let me let me
1: clarify my question, because I don't mean like one thing I should clarify here is that Mayor Cassetti uh, yourself, Sheila O'Malley. You guys have never danced. Every every election anywhere I've ever covered and for and twenty really years, there's always the alderman, wait, there's always there's always a dance yeah. at election time with debates and things like that. But this time, were you surprised that the aldermen
0: sort of danced away from that? Well, yeah, yeah I don't think it was a dance. I think the circumstance uh, they were a little leery of, you know, and you and I had had spoken uh, beforehand about their apprehension about the timing of the interviews, um, and they felt because they the opposing party was interviewed first that there could be a slight. You know that it was slightly a little different than than your standard interview, right? That there was an ability for it to be a little more like a debate, where it wasn't a debate. And obviously, anytime we do a debate, and we've 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 worked um, with you to set these debates up in the past with many candidates and Mayor Cassetti, on um, whether it be uh, to Jim Dalvolpe back in 2013 or uh, Adamowski and 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 Tarek Roslin. You know, there's a lot of interplay that goes in between the parties about setting up a debate, making sure it's as fair as possible. Obviously, there's always an element of surprise. Right. They, they thought there's it was a debate, but it, you don't know what's this, coming. This wasn't but, a debate. But, yeah, but, you know, there, there, was a, right. there was a fear that because of the timing of the interviews that they it were wasn't scared exactly it was going to be a debate standard interview either. And so I, I there, there was this middle ground and I was really hoping there would be a way to resolve it. But it, I, I think time sort of became the enemy and, and it just kind of came right. up too fast. Um, but you know, I think in the future, you know, certainly we'll have uh, you know, our guys express those apprehensions as quickly as possible to resolve them. But but I think in a normal situation where you're doing an interview, your normal interview, th- there's certainly no issue, and they have yeah, certain, and, and, no and just from my perspective, the spot to answer questions, and it wasn't an issue where they wanted to know the questions either, just that hey, you know, your opponents had the ability. Well to kind of set the tone of what their interview may be by going first right um, and and that none of which was none of one of which proved true standard. and that may not have been your intention at all at yeah. all it, yeah. it was, i guess a possibility or you know a possibility know. that the what about yeah for, from
1: my perspective it was like i i was approaching it from a, a journalistic standard and i got caught up sort of they were approaching it from a political stance which is totally understandable and those two things are not going to uh, uh meet sometimes but what about i'm also curious uh i thought maybe and this is this was a big maybe that maybe the democrats had a chance uh in the fourth ward because that was a rematch of 2019 where that one went to a recount then i thought well maybe if you look at any of the other races the fifth ward there was rumbling because of the rock crushing issue uh I thought, were you were were you were you worried as a as a political leader that maybe those were the two in play, or did you know? Did you have internal polling, whatever magic you work, that this was going to be a route?
0: Well, nothing is ever a hundred percent accurate when you're dealing with elections and politics, because it all depends on who comes out to vote, and that's really the end game. And so, I think the team felt very confident um, simply because of what had been done over the last eight years. And because of really the, the connection that exists between the candidates and the voters. But when the mayor's not running opposed, you really wonder, well, what's the turnout going to look like? Mm. You know, certainly, you know, I, I was involved in a similar situation back in uh, 2011. You know, when I was running on the Republican ticket, when uh, our party did not field a candidate against Mayor Del Valle, And uh, the turnout changed as a result. And uh, I think it did impact the results of some races. You know, the difference here, of course, is that the mayor was running uh, very strong, um, almost if he had an opponent, because we mm-hmm. saw it as a, a, another great opportunity co- to connect with the residents and to, to, to further a dialogue. So that, that was a change in circumstance. But, it, but at the end of the day, you don't know who's going to come out to vote. So I'd say, of course, you know, you take every election um, with a little apprehension. Um, because, uh, you know, you need to make sure that, that you deserve it, that, that you earn it. You can't take anything for granted. And so with the elect, with the turnout being a question, yeah, I'd say our guys were definitely, you know, uh, wondering, you know, what was going to happen and um, made them work that much harder, I believe, to to make sure they were connecting with those residents.
1: And, John, weren't you, when you were on the board of aldermen, this is going back a couple of years now, You weren't you the
0: lone Republican at that point or...? For two years, yes. So in, when I was elected uh, in 2009, I was uh, the first Republican elected to the board in, in, I think, a solid decade.
1: In 10 years. And, and that's amazing.
0: And so uh, for those two years, I was the only Republican on a board of 13 uh, Democrats.
1: Do you have any advice for Alderman? I mean, obviously, Alderman uh, ginetti has been around a while. But what and he would, was how did you know, you...
0: Alderman Giannetti was, was on that board with me. And of course, when I, when I first uh, ran for alderman, I ran in his ward. And so the two winners in the third ward in 2009 were myself and, and Joe Giannetti. And so of course, in terms of working with Joe, you know, I have a, 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 a track record there, the team does, the mayor does. You know, and, and honestly, with, with anyone from, from the, our, our, our counterparts right, in, in the other party, any of our counterparts, we're willing and, and very excited to work with them. This isn't a party thing. I think you'll see that we have in our within the Republican Party, we actually have Democrats, independents, unaffiliateds that that are part of the ticket that ran on the ticket. You know, it really is about results for Ansonia. It's really not about a party per se. You know, the political system is what it is for for it to work for ballot access. But, you know, we see this as an opportunity to fight for Ansonia, not not for a party.
1: Do you think the mayor will seek higher office?
0: I think he's dedicated to being the mayor of Ansonia. You know, and that's that's where his passion is, and that's where his focus is. Um, now, who knows what could happen later? But we have a lot of projects to um, to bring to completion at this point, right? We have a lot of things going on, a lot of opportunity for the city to realize. I mean, and there's a lot of talk about right, and you see how no matter how badly you want these projects to occur overnight, and you and we do the residents do, mm-hmm. it's it's not always possible, right? There's always unforeseen complications. Things take a little longer. You know, whether it's waiting on money from from, um, the state or the federal government, or it's just a complication with the environmental um, or a developer who can't follow through, there's always going to be those issues. That's what makes, uh, you know, municipal governance uh, challenging, but also exciting. Um, But, you know, we want to see those projects come to to realization, right? That's our aim is to to really accomplish the mission that we've started eight years ago with the Ansonia Recharged.
1: All right, Mr. Marini, I know you have uh, a lot to do there uh, at the city of Ansonia. So I want to thank you so much for coming on and uh, talking straight with me. I do appreciate it.
0: No problem at all, Eugene. And we're in the process of setting up the inauguration, which we think is going to probably be um, the um, maybe November 30th. We're looking at dates right now. So certainly, you know, the residents are invited to that. Uh, and and the, we'd like to see the Valley Independent Sentinel, Eugene, and, and yourself there as well.
1: Thanks. I'll put it on my calendar. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Take it easy. Thank you. Hey, it's Eugene Driscoll again of valleyindy.org, continuing the uh, Valley Indie. 2021 post-mortem analysis. And joining me is the manager of Mayor Rich Zekin's successful re-election campaign, Mr. Rob Heider. Hey, Rob. Hey, Jim. thanks for
3: having me.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on with absolutely no notice. Uh, Rob was also re-elected to the Board of Aldermen, where he represents uh, the Third Ward in Derby, right, Rob? Correct, that's correct, yes. So I wanted to ask, uh, I mean, last night in Derby, I was getting texts from reporters, correspondents I had sent to uh, both campaigns and it was remarkable how they were both saying the same thing. It seemed like no one knew which way this was going to go at say seven o'clock, eight o'clock, uh, quiet, uh, tense with the, with the descriptions I was getting from Jody and, uh, Gene Falbo Sosnovich. So what was last night like for you?
3: Yeah, well, we uh, we were obviously getting numbers in from uh, from Irving School and Bradley School, and also from City Hall for the absentee ballots, and we were inputting them as we were getting them. I was getting text messages and phone calls, and um, you know, it was funny because it was tight right throughout. And as soon as you know, we we put the numbers, the final numbers up, we looked at it, and you know, it, it was still so close. We, we weren't ready to celebrate yet. It, it, was, it was tough to, to, to be sure that, you know, those numbers were actually final. And then, you know, once we we realized, all right, we have nothing else coming in. This is the, These are the numbers that we were given. You know, hopefully we're correct. And it looks like Zeke won by about 48 votes at that point. So yeah, yeah and, it was somber. Uh, not somber, but it was kind of like, uh, it was tense. Yeah, and
1: so, like, it's not like... I mean, it's not, I don't know, you can't call, a, the, the Mayor Zekin has a mandate now because he's won two uh, close races. So what do you think this means uh, for the administration and the, the city going forward? I couldn't make heads or tails of sort of, the, sort of the results because the mayor's race is very close again, just like it was in 2019. But uh, the fact that, it, I mean, you know, it's a democratic town. Where uh, you're outnumbered because uh, Zeke is a Republican, uh, but then I saw like the, I think we reported that the Board of Aldermen uh, went to the Democrats. There didn't seem to be any pattern. What what, what was your take on the results?
3: Yeah, the the, um, the Board of Aldermen uh, stayed um, with uh, three Republicans and um, and six Democrats. The only I'm sorry, just- I
1: think I, I meant Board of Education. I might have misspoke. Sorry.
3: Okay, uh, Board of Education.
1: And uh, like, what do you think happened in some of those races?
3: I think that the absentee ballots played a significant role in this, uh, this election, um, being on another ticket as well as the, um, the top of the ticket with the, the mayor's race. Um, you know, Mayor Zekin had won the absentee ballots uh, two years ago um, and you know, and, I, and I know Chloe played a big part in it. Um, there was a significant number of absentee ballots as compared to two years ago. And um, the Republicans lost heavily uh, on the absentee ballots this year. So I'm not suggesting that there was anything nefarious, but you know, we the city spent over five thousand dollars sending out um, uh, absentee ballot applications and absentee ballots um, when you can get them for free on the uh, on the state of Connecticut website. So um, you know, I think the absentee ballots was was a major factor in um, losing control of the board of education and maybe not gaining control of the board of aldermen. Where we were not expecting but we're cautiously optimistic that maybe we can grab another seat or two on the board of aldermen.
1: And then of course now uh how do you foresee I mean it's not like I was just I was just thinking it's not like the board of aldermen is has their political knives out it really it really doesn't happen the last few years in derby like do you see uh mayor zekin uh do you foresee any problems setting an agenda and moving the city forward in the direction he wants if he doesn't have a Republican-controlled Board of Aldermen?
3: No, I don't see an issue um, moving forward. We've, uh, as you mentioned, we've worked well together in the last few years. Um, I haven't really seen uh, a Derby Board of Aldermen um, be at odds with each other in, in several years. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm very optimistic that, you know, the, his administration is going to be able to put forth an agenda, and uh, we'll be able to, to move it forward. Um, we recently had the economic development director position approved. That's going to go to subcommittee. We're going to uh, hash out um, a job description and a salary, and we had full approval from from both sides, um, the Democrats and the Republicans. So that shouldn't be an issue. Um, you know, we finally have. Uh, Uh, a shovel going into the ground, it seems like, in the spring for the widening of Route 34. So, you know, we we have things going, and I think that was a big reason why uh, Mayor Zekin won re-election yesterday, because we we finally have tangible evidence that things are happening downtown.
1: Okay. Rob, those are all my questions. Is there anything else you wanted to add? And and again, thank you so much for literally coming on with no notice.
3: Oh, of course, no problem at all. Um, No, I'm just i just uh, very happy. i I'm a pessimist by nature, so I was uh, extremely cautious going into last night, and I, and I didn't want to get ahead, ahead of myself, but I'm very happy with the, with the results, and um, you know, we ran a, a positive campaign, a clean campaign, and a facts-based campaign, so um, I'm just ecstatic with the results.
1: Okay. So yeah, if you've been listening for like 45 minutes now, you know who I am. I'm Eugene Driscoll of ValleyIndy.org. And my last, but certainly not least guest for this <laughs> Valley Indie 2021 election look back post-mortem election analysis. I don't know. I'll, I'll decide to title it afterward, but it is Mr. Oni Malerba. Hello, Oni. Yes,
4: Hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for being here. And if anybody doesn't know, uh, Oni is the chairman of the Derby Town Democratic Committee. Uh, you know, they ran a whole bunch of candidates on, on Tuesday night, including Alderman Joe DiMartino, to challenge a two-term Mayor Rich Zekin. Uh, D, uh, Zekin won by about 48 votes, I think it was, last I checked. Is that right?
4: Yeah, close, about 40. Yeah, we'll say 48 votes.
1: Just- so i I don't want to put words into your mouth um, what was what was the night like I mean now you've had a couple of days or two days to reflect on it I don't know what happens if you go back and look at ward by ward results and things like that what can you tell me upon reflection
4: well I haven't I haven't really jumped into it too uh, you know to be completely fair after after all these months of preparation yesterday I kind of just uh, I needed a day just to kind of take and just to relax a little bit, take it in, because as I mean, it's it's tough. It's a heartbreaking night, as you can probably imagine. I've been um, I've been a part of two of these close ones now as town chair, obviously two years ago with Brian uh, and this year with Joe. And um, they stick with you. Uh, I'll put it to you that way. It was tough, very tough. My heart breaks, not for me, but for certainly for Joe and certainly for most importantly, for the people of Derby because I think Joe was the guy to help lead us into the future.
1: So uh, I know, like, after the last one you had mentioned there, 2019, mm-hmm. uh, when Brian Coppolo lost by, if I remember correctly, 47 votes, which is pretty much the, the, the same thing. Yes. Uh, what do you think? I mean, it's I, I thought going into this and when I was talking to people uh, at the beginning of the summer, and as, especially after the last election, it was almost like this was the, the democratic race to lose. I think Zekin was kind of the underdog going back six or seven months. Do you have any idea maybe of not necessarily what your side did wrong, but what did they do right on, on Zeke's or the Republican side?
4: Well, I think part of it is, I think the low turnout was critically beneficial to them. Um, You know, it's, not really a big secret that higher turnout always um, is beneficial to us on our side as the Democratic side, but we had a lower percentage, I believe, roughly around 40%, which was less than the turnout we've had uh, at two years ago. And if we get to that number, I think even if we get to the number that br- turned out in 2019, I think we get over the top. And you know that I think that was one of the major factors because. Joe put in the work. We all put in the work from top to bottom, from the top of the ticket, from Mark Garfalo to Maria. Um, I was obviously out there knocking on doors to slate. And, um, you know, I think we came up just a little short. And I think, you know, when you look at the numbers, that was really. The one of the biggest determining factors and the outcome.
1: I haven't really read anything on the statewide races i'm just like reading headlines i'm like your typical yeah. uh, facebook user i'm just reading the headline and looking at pictures not actually delving into any of these stories but I, I mean the the immediate i don't know if it's spin is the right word but it seems like it was a good night for republicans across the state is that sort of true i guess well now bobby valentine lost but elsewhere uh was it a good or bad night for democrats overall do you know i'm completely ignorant
4: um i i like i said i try not to get too much into the into the, the national, into the to larger picture. But yeah, it was not, it was not a great night. I mean, it was an okay night for us, you know, whenever, you know, you have an opportunity to win a mayor's race, for example, for Derby and you lose by 40 votes, 50 votes, you know, it's, it's never a good night. So. You know, one thing I be-
1: saw, I saw on Twitter, you know, the Valley Indy, we have I have a Twitter account and yep. I think it was Chris LaRoque there, the uh, uh, Derby Democrat who uh, starts like started one of the Facebook groups there, but he had added me after I uh, put the winner out there and he saw like the tally was pretty much the same as it was in 2019. And he's like, hey, where are these seven people that changed their minds? So Kind of a yeah. <laughs> funny one-liner out there. But I mean, okay, so we're talking about, unfortunately for the Democrats, from your perspective, uh, Joe DiMartino didn't get elected, but it wasn't like, the Democrats got walked over, or cry. it wasn't like in an Ansonia where you Correct. saw dominance in the 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 gains that the Democrats made. What little gains they made in 2019 by picking up two additional ward seats on the Board of Aldermen, they lost those on Tuesday night. Ansonia Democrats Correct. in Ansonia, but you did. I mean, how else? What, what's your Im, uh, impression of the rest of the race or the I rest think, of the slate?
4: You know, I, I'm glad you asked that because I think I think besides Joe's race, we've ac- actually had a very good night, I believe. Um, the top of the ticket did well. Um, we obviously maintained control of the board of aldermen and we flipped over the Board of Education. Now obviously it's always nice you want the big price at the top, but that's something to be you know looked at and taken seriously um, because the aldermen themselves and aldermen and alder women, you can make the argument that, here in Derby, they at times really have more power than the mayor. The, the, the board of aldermen here are very, very powerful. Um, and the board of ed- education as well. I mean, the, the board of education, they have a lot of money in their budget and it's a very powerful, very important board. And then you look at the other people at the top of the ticket, Mark Garfalo, who has just dedicated years of his life to service for Derby. I mean, you can't, I can't say enough about him. Um, obviously he got reelected to a four-year term. And I was very happy um, that Maria won at at treasurer.
1: And that's Maria Conlon, if uh, if any listeners are. Maria Conlon, yes. So, uh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I interrupt you. Go ahead.
4: No, no, go ahead. I I just think, and it's also, I also do want to point out that we did get some some newer people on these boards as well, which I think is nice to see, a nice fresh face from now and then to see some of these new people get elected. I think that was a very... Mm -hmm. Very positive thing to see, like uh, Melissa Mancillo and Samantha Bergen and Roberto Santos, people that really haven't been involved. I've, Samantha has been involved, but they really haven't been involved and they made the decision to get involved and they got elected. So I think that's a good sign.
1: I thought personally the Board of Education was surprising because, uh, I mean, I don't attend BOE meetings regularly, but I, I read the minutes and I try to keep tabs and uh, it's not I mean, you've seen I mean, we see some of these school boards and some of these races in Connecticut and across the country sort of delve into these national debates and and and, 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 yeah. and I don't want to say craziness, but all unpleasantness. Yeah. So I don't uh, get anybody calling me a bias or anything like that. You don't see that on the Derby Board of Education. I, I at times, like when I was filling out the responses that I sent out to all the candidates. Uh, I was like, oh, I, I could I didn't know off the top of my head who was a Republican and who was a Democrat, which, which I see as a positive. Uh, but, but it did, it did flip. Do you have any idea why that happened? It wasn't like any, there were any major issues getting people to vote Democrat for the Derby Board of Education.
4: Uh, I, I think when you have when you run quality candidates, the people know that, the voters know that, and I think they knew that, you know, that these candidates that they elected are going to be able to take care of business because it's about the kids. At the end of the day, the board of education is about the kids. So, and they knew that these people, you know, they picked the best, in my opinion, uh, the best people.
1: You think name so recognition, were, were they all, were, the, were the, your board of ed candidates uh, uh, more well-known in the community? Cause I don't know, as, as I live in Derby, but I'm sort of an outsider. Yeah. Uh, um,
4: It could be. I mean, listen, to say that doesn't play into it, you have to be fair. I think at some specifically at the local level. I mean, I think there's some truth to that being more well-known. It definitely helps. I mean, it doesn't, obviously it's not going to hurt you, but yeah, I think that that contributed a little bit, but I think, you know, for example, Melissa was a new Melissa Mongillo, I should say, because there's two now Melissa's on the, on the board of ed for us. Um, You know, she came back home. And made the decision to get involved. You know, she wanted to give back to the community. And she, people know that, like people respect that. So I think, yeah, that I thought she all had, really I think, I,
1: I think the day of the election, she put something in like the derby, uh, like the informal derby community group uh yep. i thought it was you know pretty well stated just about uh because obviously i mean i see a lot of derby through social media because i'm locked in my basement on the computer all day and sometimes it can it can be disheartening uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it's the negativity and the cynicism that that sort of happens and she said well you know step up and and, and at least try to make the change so I mean, pat on the back for everybody for doing this because it's obviously not easy. Yes. And and before I get, I wanted I wanted to thank you, Oni. I had Rob Heider on. I should have thanked him too. I sent out these questionnaires. Uh, yep. It's something I had never done before. I had done it when I was at Print Papers, and it was always like a nightmare, and you didn't want to do it because you have to go process all those and 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 lay them out and blah blah blah. Uh, I mean, it was like ninety nine percent of the candidates in Derby filled those things out. And uh, I just want to say thank you because, you know, that was just, that's, I thought that said, and it wasn't like they took their campaign literature and copied and pasted it. It was like every candidate in Derby actually said something personal. So I, I mean, as a voter, I valued that, you know, uh, hearing Rich DiCarlo, it's, it's not the, 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 your side, quote unquote, say something nice about, about his wife and kids in there and uh, seeing the background of a Samantha Bergen. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. And Sarah Wadomski and, and and things like that. Yep. I thought it was great, so I just wanted to uh, say thank you to you and Rob Heider for doing that. So yeah,
4: no, no, and I and I have to be honest, I thought that was a great idea. Um, and I made sure that everybody, I did my best, I should say, I did the best I could to make sure everybody got that in. Um, and, and it's it. it it's nice. My, it my dog's barking it upstairs. Touch. It's
1: probably distracting you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go no,
4: ahead. That's because, just... okay. you he knows he's on the on the line with the mailman. and
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's true. My dog does hate the mailman. I, I don't know why. It's a friendly dog, yeah. but it's like the mailman. She goes nuts over. But well, I stepped I on your last line. You said
4: I that. No, I just I think it's um it brings a more of a personal touch to it. And I, I like that aspect of it you know we have the campaign literature and i made sure to tell them not to submit your campaign literature um i
1: so. I, I, I appreciate that. that yeah so it gives yeah, me ideas absolutely. like maybe maybe in two years uh, uh if i'm still around i never know until december yeah. if i have a job the, the next month but uh you know i tried video interviews in ansonia which which didn't go over as well <laughs> I got like a yeah. two-page letter declining, uh, but maybe I'll try that in Derby next time. But getting back to yeah. the to the issue at hand, and I apologize for going on a tangent. Uh, so now the, the Democrats have had a, a majority on the board of Aldermen. Uh, it, it pretty much is this is the same, right? Is is it the same? Uh, did yep. you pick up an additional? It's yeah, the same.
4: It's the same. We lost. Uh, unfortunately, Camille Curtica lost by uh, twenty votes in the second ward, but we picked up a seat in the third ward. Um, uh, uh, Linda Fusco. Linda Fusco. She,
1: okay, she right. Won. Yes. Oh, that's right. And and Gino uh, Di Giovanni, uh, Republican Correct. from from the second ward. Okay, gotcha. Um, what do? You, what's the sort of game plan going forward? Because one thing again that strikes me the last couple of years about Derby is that there hasn't really been political uh, infighting too much i mean you yourself show up at the board meetings at the beginning at some of these you know as election you you'll throw a couple of uh things on there sort of as a watchdog and doing your part as the yeah. as a party uh, uh, leader but is the idea to to sabotage everything mayor zekin wants to do or how what do you plan to do or I don't even know if you even play a part or the Democratic Party plays an active part of what happens in the board of Alderman. But what do you see happening going forward?
4: Well, I, first of all, you know, my I don't feel it's my job to sabotage anything. I, I know that sounds I, I'm for Derby. So I want to do what I feel I will always do as long as I'm town chair. What I feel is best for Derby. Um, one of those things I'm going to do uh, and, and I stand by everything, everything that was said during the campaign, you know, I stand by it. Um, and I'm going to make sure that we hold our elected officials accountable, not just Richie, um, from top to bottom. We have to make sure that our government is transparent and held accountable. Um, and I know you've heard me say it. I know you'll probably ask me about it, but. It starts at the top and we need to have a mayor that shows up for Derby because if that doesn't happen, Derby suffers. And I know, like I said, I know you heard me say it a million times throughout the campaign through the, on the campaign literature, but it has to start there. It has to start at the top.
1: And is this only, are you to, referring to the, the full-time mayor? Yes. Kind of yes. issue. Okay. Now, let me just ask you a question about that. Do you think, I mean, one could argue, I'll play devil's advocate, that the, the full-time mayor uh, uh, issue didn't resonate as much mm-hmm. as maybe another issue would. Did making that sort of the top issue, it, it seems like voters rejected that. How would you react to that well, statement that I just made? Um,
4: I don't know. If- no, no, absolutely. I don't think, I wouldn't say they rejected it. I don't think they fully understand how much time is spent doing road jobs in other cities. Um, and that was why getting the information was so critical, which obviously I still don't have yet in case you're wondering.
1: That would have so, been, yeah, that would have been my next question.
4: Yes. I have not received that, uh, any information yet from them, from Bethany. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay. And uh, I guess I'll end with, uh, you know, what? No, I'm not going to end with a question for myself because I asked enough. I want to ask you, Oni, if there's anything uh, you want to add or a point you want to make that I didn't ask or bring up.
4: Uh, You know, I don't I just I, I will end on this. Now, this was back to back years or election races, I should say. Where it was very close. And I just hope that not just Richie, our people that are working in his administration understand that, listen, people are speaking. They're speaking loudly. You need to show up and you need to put in the work because if you don't, Derby suffers. And that's at the end of the day, I don't care what party you belong to. You can be Democrat, Republican, independent, unaffiliated. I want to see what's best for Derby because we need it because the people there are people in this town that have seen tax increases for 3 consecutive years and it's it's heartbreaking to see what's going on so we just have to show up and work hard roll up our sleeves and we have to get we have to get to work as a city as a community so okay and i'm here to help i am here to help i am here to do whatever i can to help the city So I just want to make that make that clear.
1: All right. And I should probably add only because I did invite Mayor Zekin on. uh, But he has said in response to this that, I mean, if you if you go back and listen to the interview uh, I did did with him, not talking to you specifically, but I'm telling uh, uh, listeners or viewers or what have you, you know, the the, the mayor has said he straightened the financial mess that he inherited. Uh, I'm not speaking. supporting what the mayor says i'm just repeating it uh out of fairness and uh that you know this full-time mayor thing is is sort of a big hubble about about nothing so just for the fairness i wanted to say that uh all right oni before you, before you get me i'm in trouble now I'm a little sensitive <laughs> yeah. I'll get a uh, Chicago yeah. rivers from Mansonia on me or something, calling me names. But, uh, no,
4: yeah. I, I do want to say though, I do want to say, I do, I know I sometimes, I do put it on, on my, on my emails back to you, but I'm going to say it so people can hear it. Uh, thank you for what you do. I do appreciate it. So you put in work. I know it's not easy. I know we're a small community, but we're a tight community and we do appreciate your work and your effort that you put in.
1: Yeah. And likewise, I uh, appreciate everybody putting their neck out there. And, you know, I like Derby. Derby is is uh, is just a good town. I mean, I thought and I put it on uh, Facebook, the, you know, Joe G. Martino going over and having that traditional, you know, ending the race on an honorable note, both sides. Yep. Linda Fusco was yep, there. I too. was there yeah I, okay i didn't sorry i didn't see in the in in the video that uh, that jody shot yeah but that that's sort of you know it's going away a little i've been the last couple of years i mean there was one race i was at that the candidate never came out i think he's still back in a closet somewhere in uh in in ansonia uh so that's yeah. really nice to see to me i was like oh okay that's derby that's what people talk yeah, about I couldn't,
4: say, I, I couldn't agree with you more i mean listen it's heartbreaking <laughs> that's the second time i had to take that walk that long walk um even though it's not really long But I I do. And it is it's a tradition that I hope that will go on, um, because at the end of the day, you know, Derby is home. And we whether you're Democrat or Republican, they're for Derby. So I think that's a mutual respect that both parties should continue to show. So.
1: All right. Well said. Thank you, sir. I'll let you go. Thank you so much for uh, taking like a half hour of your time to talk to me. I appreciate it.
4: Not a problem. I appreciate it. And again, thank you for what you do. No problem all right have a great night
1: okay so there you have it sorry i was stumbling over my words a little there with uh oni malerba the head of the democrats in derby but i want to thank uh to wrap this up again i thanked all the candidates and all the politicians uh, enough i want to thank uh, the readers people who are reading the valley Indy the last couple of weeks you know it was pretty much election stuff every day from october 15th on it was all election all the time i want to thank uh, all the freelancers jody mosger paul sussman jean falbo sosnovich jason edwards uh haljeet uh whose last name i i don't know a new guy from seymour who who shot some video for us thank you for all your hard work uh i was proud of the valley indie performance on election night you know we got you stories we got you results We got you videos, uh, we got your photos, we got social media updates constantly. That hasn't been done locally before to that level and using the internet in that way, and I'm proud. We may not have three employees like we did in 2012. I don't know how long Valley India will be around, but we accomplished that, gosh darn it. So without further ado, I'm gonna shut up. Here ends the coverage of the municipal elections in Seymour, Ansonia, and Derby in 2021? Or does it? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, my guest making a return to the podcast after a long self-imposed exile, Kurt Miller, former Seymour First Selectman.
2: See you then. I got to stop the recording.